Disposal of sex aids. Prompt. I don't know why you thought this was such a good idea. They sat in Quell's personal space like the ancient mariner's albatross. Everywhere they went, everyone knew what they were for, and renting a kitchen to experiment was not in his budget. He managed to sell a few anyway, mostly for their original purpose by shy creatures who spoke in low voices and urgently shoved money in his hand before running away with their merchandise. He needed to rebrand the bloody things, or experiment on his own somehow. Quell Barrow smiled to himself. He could plausibly build a toaster oven out of the junk they were hauling between worlds right now. It's not as if they'd miss any, it was all destined for a scrap furnace anyway. The first cheese waffle was delicious, 
after a week or three of almost solid tinkering. He even managed to serve one to Axandal before the Saurian noticed the familiar and embarrassing pattern. Yes, of course I washed it. What do you think I am anyway? I know you're a crazy mammal. I don't know why I put up with you. Say hi to the wife and kids next time you're home, prompted Well. When they had met, Exandal was an overworked, underpaid freighter captain with no sense of trade, trying to earn enough to win the permanent attention of his lady love. Their first adventure had led to an enormous profit and, indirectly, Exandal's wedded bliss. You're infuriating. You're welcome. He munched casually on his own cheese waffle. Can't do anything about the samples I already have, but I'm thinking maybe I should go after the geeks. They're always willing to do something new with edibles. Have you been at your still again? Safe assumption with humans. Strictly for cooking purposes, I swear. Besides, this batch is the best grease stripper available. He got back on topic. So I'll cook up some before we hit port. Send out a seeker bot. And then go hunting with new clientele. One per potential customer and keep them out of their original packing sort of thing. The original packing had definitely made their intended purpose clear to one and all. Quell had had enough of staring at avian porn in his chambers. All you had to do was stay out of trouble, growled Xandal, and stay in your room and not touch anything. And stay out of the liquor. Bored and drunk is an unprofitable combination and you never remember that. So next time we're in a port where they don't like mammals, buy me a toy, chimed Well. There's only so many times a man can play with balls, you know. Exandal went through the standard range of facial tics that happened whenever the Saurian captain was unsure as to whether Huel had just made a lewd joke or was expecting one. Just talk to me the next time you have a brain fart. Ugh, humans. He shook his head. I don't know why you thought this was such a good idea. Same reason I think anything is a good idea. I was bored and drunk. He shrugged. Trust me. Find the right market and these will sell. Another glare, a mutter of must not kill and eat the profitable mammal. And finally, resignation. Do not get that bored and drunk ever again. End file. We now commence intermission with a word from the author. Greetings, Assembled Cognizance. I wrote the story or stories you just heard as well as performed it on a relatively cheap headset mic. We all have to start somewhere and this is me, using what I've got. You may have noticed this podcast is now available on more than one podcast sharing service. That availability is thanks to Anchor.fm. Anchor is a free podcast sharing service that allows you, the podcaster, to opt in to any advertising associates at any time. They make their money through the corporations who sign on with them, so they don't need to hit you with ludicrous hosting fees. Anchor can help your podcast reach popular hosts such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts with no extra fuss or bother. Anchor.fm. Set sail on your next podcasting adventure. You might be wondering about the reference numbers. I can't read my fanfictions for legal reasons, so I'm skipping all the flash fictions I wrote that were inside someone else's IP. They are still available online for free, which we all prefer as a price tag. I'm doing this podcast for two reasons, the first being accessibility, the other being advertising. 
I want as many people as possible enjoying my little tales and providing audio versions of them might just help with that. Likewise, if people can hear my stories, they might just wish to share them with their friends. We have busy lives these days and curling up with a good book just isn't in the cards for many people. I get it. It's been literal years since I've been able to enjoy the same privilege. Therefore, these half-hour-ish podcasts should help fill some kind of void for someone somewhere. Hopefully, it's you. If you wish to hear an improvement in audio quality, buy my books, join my Patreon, or just send me a Kofi, then you might want to set your data readers to internutter.org. That's I-N-T-E-R-N-U-T-T-E-R dot O-R-G. There you will find links to every current means I have to get the word out, access to other projects I'm working on, and the fast track to my Patreon and Kofi pages. If you like the melodious sound of my voice and wish to hear your business or organisation rendered in a semi-Australian accent, then send an inquiry to nutterbutler at gmail.com. That's N-U-T-T-E-R-B-U-T-T-L-E-R at gmail.com. We can negotiate rates. If you make music and wish to hear it distributed by my newbie podcast, then send a sample and an inquiry and we can take it from there. Keep in mind that I am distributing this podcast for free and am currently making zero dollars out of this affair. Thank you for listening and I hope you stick with me for the foreseeable future. Accessing archival file, reference number zero, zero, two, three, three. File, name, reference, ancient Terran tradition. Prompt, toga time. Of course it happened during silly season. The quasi-annual event where all humans just spontaneously went more crazy than normal or what passed for normal amongst humans. Ryle, of course, expected some blame. Somehow, being attached as chief translator to a being like Shade on a strictly working basis meant that he was also capable of controlling her actions. Sherlock, at least, understood that someone like Shade was not in the least bit controllable and should have been registered as a cognizant force of nature. But he still wanted explanations. For all of his research and fascination with humans and their conflicting histories of conflict, Ryle still had no idea how to explain a human or anything they did, especially during silly season. But nevertheless, Sherlock persisted. He pointed to the images on one of the larger monitors. What in the flying hells are they doing? Ryle stared. Humans, of course surrounded at a respectful and safe distance by tourists taking images. The difference between this and an average silly season gathering was that this time the humans were wearing bedsheets and very little else. I think they're recreating a bacchanal. Wait, no. There went Huel Barrow swinging on a liana. He was almost naked but for a pair of what Shade insisted were tighty whiteies. A faint yodel carried through the muted audio. And there she was. Her bedsheet managed to fit better, and there were glimpses of a bikini underneath. But she, too, was involved. And dancing. And apparently inebriated without imbibing. My records show that she started it. 
supplied Sherlock. With a chant of Toga, Toga, Toga. Do you have any idea what that means? Not in context, Ryle allowed. A toga is a garment worn by the ancient Terran, Greek, or Roman factions, though judging by the head foliage, I would guess this might be Roman-influenced. What it has to do with silly season, I can only guess. Finally, Sherlock got to the meat of the problem. Are we going to expect property damage? I wouldn't know, sir. Damn. End fire. You will now enjoy a brief musical interlude by Ellipsis Addiction.
Accessing archival file reference number zero zero two three six. File name reference. We're mostly harmless, I swear. Prompt. In case you missed it, this post happened. URL given probably extinct. False Janice, I will worship you and give you my super secret world's most awesome diet breaking brownie recipe if you will write anything at all inspired by this. I am totally serious about the brownie recipe or any other cake recipe since I can't deliver to your house. I do healthy food too sometimes. Before humans were insane, they were dangerous. Excerpt from the Galactic Core Manual of Hazardous Entities prior to Planet Amity Incident. Pictured humans in their own warning message. Species name, human, you, month. Planet, Terra, star, Sol. Details, humans are bipedal mammals occupying all the land masses of the planet Terra. Data from their transmissions indicates that they are extremely hostile. Despite the fact that they are constantly killing other humans, they are breeding at an exponential rate. The human female is capable of carrying as many as three live young in internal gestation and successfully birthing them live. Humans can also reproduce once every 360 day cycle. However, single and double births are far more common than triple. Humans are capable of a maximum foot speed of 12 distance units per second and a jumping height of 2 distance units which exceeds their own height. Humans are omnivorous to the extreme. They can devour toxic levels of capsaicin and involve themselves in challenges where they expose their sense organs to the same toxic chemical. Reference file, pepper challenge, not safe for miners. Humans can withstand temperatures below the freezing point of water and up to the boiling point of water. With armor, they can go beyond those extremes. Humans can survive dismemberment. If you encounter a human in an attack posture, bipedal figure on left, do not remove the limbs. Humans cannot survive brainstem disruption. Destroy the head to render the human harmless. Humans use and devour assorted acids, alkalis, toxins, and controlled substances. Reference file, cooking with Marie, not safe for minors. They engage in recreational activities in which bludgeoning an opponent is a primary goal. Reference files, boxing, wrestling, not safe for minors. Other human recreational activities show that they have little regard for personal safety. Reference files, freehand rock climbing, base jumping, hang gliding, diving, parachuting, not safe for minors. Despite needing a nitrogen-oxygen atmosphere to survive, they insist on entering hostile environments without sufficient survival equipment. Reference files, Jacques Cousteau, early space program, not safe for miners. Humans are hazardous for any environment they occupy. Humans will adapt their environment to suit themselves and push out or otherwise endanger other species. Reference file, World Wildlife Fund not safe for miners or cognizance of a sensitive nature. Humans are highly adaptable and can turn any object into a weapon. Reference file, Jackie Chan, not safe for miners. And when without weapons, will use their bodies as a weapon. Reference file, Chuck Norris, not safe for miners. 
Humans can adapt to low light conditions. Their eyes may be their primary sense organs, but they can navigate and orient also by sound and touch. Eliminating light or blinding a human can only temporarily incapacitate them. Human bites are fatal. The human jaw can exert pressures of 54 weight units and the human mouth is a cesspool of bacteria and acidic fluids. If you are bitten by a human, seek immediate medical attention. Do not waste time killing the human. Allow others to do so for you. If you act immediately, you may survive a human bite. Humans are intelligent. If placed in an unfamiliar environment, they can reason and experiment their way out. Reference file, the cube, not safe for miners. Experiments conducted by brave explorers indicate that humans can navigate through structures alien to their initial range of experience. Reference file, the abduction files, not safe for miners or cognizance of a sensitive nature. Seek medical advice on sedatives to assist sleep following viewing. Humans are inventive. They have traveled to their native satellite and sent machines beyond their solar system. Reference file, pioneer, parental guidance necessary for miners. Evidence indicates that they have slash will initiate deep time colonies. Avoid at all costs, highly dangerous. There were precautions and all of them had been taken. However, there was always a gap between probe data and actual colonization. And even then, it was a risk. Planets once infested by humans were disaster zones at best. At worst, they were still infested by humans. Charika adjusted her life quarter and checked the signal strength. Good. Base camp was getting everything she was seeing, hearing, smelling and tasting. They were getting data from her handheld analyzer. And, most important, they were getting any vocalized notes she uttered on her expedition. This island was teeming with toxic life. Potentially hazardous, yes, but also potentially beneficial. Science has proven that interesting biological toxins could have equally interesting medical properties. Under proper supervision, in controlled environments, with volunteers desperate enough to try something that was kill or cure. Tarika's job was to find new things on their new home that might advance their status of numidid medical science during their long wait to catch up with the rest of the galaxy. Thus, she recorded everything. If she hadn't been indoctrinated in the dangerous philosophies of science, it might have ended differently. But it began with an unfamiliar voice and an unfamiliar language and a human hand petting her arm feathers. Pretty birdie. Tarika froze. She had been so involved with the local insects and trying to capture them that she hadn't noticed the larger wildlife until it was literally on top of her. Carefully, slowly. Observe, analyze, record for posterity. This human had not attacked yet. Therefore, it might not. This may be a breakthrough for science. And since she was a scientist, she was already doomed for an early death. This human was not almost two distance units tall. It barely made it to one distance unit. It wore clothes, according to the transmission files, but no shoes or hat. It was in the middle of a toxic jungle with only pants and a shirt to protect it from the environment. And, evidently, fascinated by Tarika's arm feathers. Hello, pretty birdie, said the human. Tarika turned, slowly, so as not to alarm the human. This must be one of the human young, she said into her vocoder. 
she kept her voice low, almost inaudible. It indicates that there might be humans nearby. Tarika set her audio pickup to maximum. Humans use sound waves to communicate. If she was lucky, the computers could filter out some of their language. It wouldn't be enough to create translations, but any knowledge was more. More knowledge was always worth the sacrifice. The human turned away, listening to something Tarika couldn't hear, and vanished into the undergrowth with a loud, Coming, Mom! Tarika crept along on the same vector. Yes, there was a colony. Humans building structures. Humans digging in the soil. Humans doing things that looked like things that her own people were doing on a much safer continent. And none of them were attacking each other. Fascinating, she whispered. Cooperative effort for the group. No hostile moves. One human did the attack posture to another. The other returned the gesture. No battle ensued. We may have been wrong about their hostility levels. Even this brief observation told her that the source material was wrong on very many levels. It told her that humans did not do all of the things, or even a scant few of the things in the warning files, all the time. Many humans she observed were not doing anything inherently hazardous. I'll observe them from concealment, she decided. This warrants further study. End fire. You have been listening to Intermission, the story audio podcast made logic-free for your entertainment. Introduction and incidental music by Ellipsis Addiction. Stories and performances by C.M. Weller, also known as the Internata. Cover art by The Greatest Asswaffle and credited as such by their request. For all further information, set your data readers to I-N-T-E-R-N-U-T-T-E-R dot O-R-G. Intermission. Sponsored by no one. Listened by you.